great leader like Devontae. And, like, we also were talking about the thread. I know I'm just getting frustrated. We're, we're underway now. Dudes, we're underway. The, fir- the, first, the first 10 or 15 minutes, like, these dudes act like they never played a road game before. Like, these guys have been in on Illinois for five freaking years. Like, the only person that looked like they could shoot the ball was Kofi. And Grandison freaking smarts me up. That mother. Oh my god! Welcome okay, to the two. We welcome to the two hundred level. Here's what I'm going to do, Isaac. I'm going to have that moment. I'm going to fade in as with the music. I, I just hit record as you were in the midst of that. We got 19:30 to go. It's a six point Rutgers lead. It was a very vexing first half, and I think Isaac encapsulated a lot of the frustrations that I would have if I hadn't kind of pre-planned that. I wasn't feeling great about this game in the first place. Now, Illinois has the ball down six with 19-10 to go. A chance to get even closer. This is Trent. Ooh. Okay, he's got the dribble. And we're going to get Trevor here in a bit. He had to take care of some business real quick, and then he'll be on with us. So Isaac Ambrose is currently joining me here in the Zoom room. And it's been a weird day, Isaac. This is Okay, Trent is finding Grandison. Grandison passes up a wide-open three to Plummer. absolutely garbage. Like, who shoots a oh who shoots so an eighteen you get footer? Your confidence back. You make a three, and then you won't shoot an open three. You know, I I wasn't mad, and I had a brief moment there were rose up where Grandison passed up an open three after he just made one, and then Plummer passed up a three to shoot an eighteen footer. Stop, Jesus, coach it out of them. Like guys, if you pass up another three, your ass is on the bench. I don't think that's unreasonable. Maybe I'm being a little strong there, Isaac. I'm not sure. Isaac, go ahead as I get no, Trevor like I said, on the horn I, I, here. The, the reason I was sort of like getting fired up as we were starting was like I just was going back through the first half and being reminded, oh, my gosh, dude. Uh-oh. This is DeMonte. Hey, uh, Trevor Valise is in the horn, and DeMonte needs to be taken out of the game and not see the court for a while because he's absolutely killing you. Trevor, how you doing, bud? Hey, I'm doing just great. Really? You're, I mean, actually, I believe you. You are doing great, aren't you? I'm, I'm fine. I'm just sitting back watching a – Big Ten basketball game. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, it's an eight-point lead for Rutgers. And now, Trevor, your your phone's doing that muffled thing at the start, and then it goes back in. I'm not sure if that's – it might have nothing to do with you, though. So, But just give you the heads up on that. Now, I'm going to give everyone the quick reset. Cool. What had happened was DeMonte had an errant pass, and Caleb McConnell gets the steal and the easy two. And I want to go real quick to the Twitch stream, and we got quite a few people on there that are chatting things up. So thank you guys for joining us as Kofi, of course, misses the free throw. This is from Eweb, Eweb2999. I love both these guys, but if Grandison and DeMonte aren't hitting threes, rebounding, or even playing decent defense, then what are they really giving you? I'm not saying they shouldn't start or play, but their minutes need to go down some if this is what we're getting. And I, I would agree the minutes need to go down regardless, Eweb. While DeMonte does give you good defense for the most part, that right there, and we saw this in the Northwestern game, he is a net negative. So this game, a lot to play out here. It's a seven-point Rutgers lead. Now that you've kind of withstood the initial crazy rush of that first half, what I'm interested in, Isaac, is to see if Illinois has much life because we've yet to see any sustained run of their own. So that's what I'm looking for, Isaac. Any sustained run that shows me they're actually as invested in this game as fans like you are right now. And now if I'm going to make some sort of positive out of this and if we lose, it's going to suck and whatever, we're going to start thinking about that. But that's, I I agree. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Another uh, mid-range jumper for Rutgers. If you, 
if you lose, but you go down like playing balls to the wall, like, okay, Rutgers beats a lot of people at home, but it'll be hard to forgive that first half. I don't, I, man, I, I just don't know. Like, what is it with this? And, uh, and of course, Caleb McConnell, the dude that all of us thought was going to, you know, probably beat us has got nine <laughs> points and six rebounds. He's yeah. making DeMonte look, Dem- I don't know. DeMonte hasn't been right since. Nope. I mean, he got pulled in the Northwestern game because he didn't put any effort. Like, I, I don't know. It's just what a, he already was going to have a tainted little bit, you know, uh, reputation with Illinois fans because he couldn't shoot or do anything like his dad. But like now, dude, come on. Well, it's all about how you finish, right? And this is going to be Grandison into the hole and he misses a layup and Kofi just throws it off the rim, but he did get fouled. Trevor, I want to kick it to you if you're there. Are you there, Trevor? Yeah, I got you. It's doing that muffled thing still, but we can work with it. So I, I need to ask you this because we've talked and we've tried to theorize what it is about this team despite all the wins. And, and this is, you know, I, I want to start and, and offer a preface that, yes, I mean, what Underwood's done is pretty incredible. And this team just, they win a lot of games. So that's something that we have not been used to. And I don't want to take that for granted, but let's get to, I'm just going to use this word. And if it's harsh, I apologize, but stupid stupid basketball. And here's my problem, Trevor. Two years ago when they there was that five-game stretch where Illinois lost four of them before finally beating Penn State, you know, you could chalk that up to the fact that th- this is the first year that they were learning how to win. This team is old, and they're still doing a lot of dumb things, and I don't, I don't get it as Kofi misses both free throws. So, Trevor, is there any addition to this theory, or, or, or would you like to maybe kind of sum up what our theory was in the first place, because that is the most vexing part of all this is the stupidity of what we're seeing. Wow, that was kind of funny. Sorry. Um, By by the way, just to let people know where we're at, that was a... (laughs) An alley-oop to Omiuri, but not like a regular dunk. It was a reverse dunk. So good to see Kofi manning up on D. And that is sarcasm. Go ahead, Trevor. Grandison is just absolutely lost right now, which I think is, is disappointing. The offense is whatever, and, you know, I mean, you're going to make shots or miss shots. It is what it is. But just like, for instance, right there on that drive that turned into the two Kofi missed free throws, like he had a wide open. And he just he missed it. I mean, he, he should have dunked that if he can. Um, and then that turns into two Kofi miss free throws. And that's just, those are just absolutely killer possessions, especially on the road. And the offense is just brutal right now. But no, I, I think that I'm trying to mentally um, balance it out because I think I've been met with a lot of flack and criticism for saying what you just said. Um, and a lot of people have cited the examples of a Michigan state right now, which is like the same thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance the why is this team so stupid sometimes with the fact that like, well, okay, you would argue that the two best coaches in this league are Izzo and Painter. And I would argue that both of those teams' biggest problem is that they just get dumb sometimes. So I'm trying to, you know, not go so far that it's like this most, the most confounding enigma in college basketball that Illinois is sometimes dumb because Michigan state's dumb and that just doesn't make any sense. Um, so, you know, it's a balancing act of not wanting to sound like I'm just being, you know, churlish and just calling all these guys that I don't know stupid 
And it also as if to suggest they're the only people out there who are playing that way. But gosh, it sure is disheartening when you see these stretches where, I mean, these guys are getting out-rebounded by like 15 right now by Rutgers. That just doesn't make sense. And, and the, it's just, it, it doesn't add up to me. Something is wrong. And I tweeted that on Sunday. I felt that on Tuesday against Purdue. And, you know, again, it's fool me once, fool me twice for me. And I'm just not falling for it again until I see something different. I want to come back to you, Isaac, in a second. By the way, a 6 nothing run from Rutgers puts him up 41-28, to and this feels like this game's in danger of just pretty much being over with already. Just no life with Illinois, and I'm going to get to that in a second. But I want to hit up one of the sponsors, DPDO, online at dpdo.com. Custom calzones with any topping that you want, or one of the favorites like Maui Wowie or Buffer Zone, along with their signature dipping sauce, go online to dpdo.com, and they can deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Now, we know the weather's going to get kind of iffy again tomorrow, so please tip your delivery driver as well, no matter where you're ordering out from. But why not order out from dpdo.com, 15 years in Champaign-Urbana, that's dpdo.com. Isaac, I'm going to kick it to you in a second, but as I watch this, my fear... And I know many, many a time I have been prone to hyperbole. I will fully admit that. And this might be a case of that. But there's something off. And beginning with the second half of Purdue, up through now, that is now um, what looks to be five out of six bad halves. And I would even argue that the Northwestern first half wasn't all that great despite the margin. It was like, fine, you're up 14, but I didn't really think that there was a crispness to it. And this is troubling to me, Isaac, because the last two years, this has been the time of year where they really get going, and now we're seeing the complete reverse of it. And I'm beginning to worry of possible regression at the worst possible time, beyond the fact that you might be playing yourself out of a Big Ten title. But if we're being honest, Isaac, this is a team that looks like they'll get like a five seed, maybe a six seed, and they'll lose in the second round. And I ask you this, you know, preemptively, if that's the case, was this a successful season or not? And I would venture to say the latter. And it would feel like a missed opportunity, especially with the lead that you build up in the Big Ten. So, Isaac, that's just me kind of rambling there about my long-term concerns that we're going to wake up on, like, March 25th and be like, well, what the hell was all that? Yeah, I remember. It, it, this feels pretty similar to a couple of years ago, you know, when you won seven or lost four, won seven, lost four, something like that. And this team feels a lot similar to that team in skill level. Now, I know you don't have IO now, but you have other guys that probably make up for sophomore year IO production. And like you said, too, it is, it's weird because those teams seem to pick it up at the right times. Now, here we are halfway through February, and you're really playing your worst basketball. There's definitely time to pick it back up. And something I thought about today is, so say you had a, pretty heavy front-loaded Big Ten schedule, right? Or it was a little bit more spread out versus playing your toughest games here this past month. And then, like, I, I wish you would have just played at Rutgers like way back at the beginning or something. But if, if the schedule would have been more spread out, we would have played at Michigan State a while ago and at Purdue a while ago instead of last week. You know, maybe our expectations wouldn't have been so high because we yeah. never would have been in first place in the, in the, in the, in the first place. So I know that's, like hyperbole, you can't really think like that. But, you know, again, we've known this whole time, this team, they're top 15, probably top 20, not elite. 
And we would have known that a lot sooner if the schedule would have just been front loaded with all these games. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it was a great tease and this team is ultimately top 15. And I, I still think they're probably top 15 and, and worst top 20. So by all metrics, Trevor, and compared to where Illinois was at, that's really good as Omiuri is outplaying the front court for Illinois. And that includes Kofi, who Kofi was the only offensive option he had in the first half, but defensively and on the rebounding side has not been doing as much as Omiuri. So let's yeah. call it what it is. Omiuri's better than Kofi tonight. And that's kind of a problem yeah. when you have a Big Ten title on the line, Trevor. Yeah, and it's not like Omiuri has been. I, first of all, I still, I know I've already said this, I still do not think we talk enough about the fact that Rutgers had a five-star big man from Jamaica named Eugene Omiuri. And then they added a five-star big man from Jamaica named Cliff uh, Omarui, and they have absolutely nothing in common. I just find that absolutely it is, so it weird. It is bizarre, like, yeah. It would be like if we added some guy named Joe Cobra next year and he had no <laughs> relation to Kofi. But in any case, um, this, I mean, Cliff has not been fantastic this year. Like, this isn't something where if you haven't been paying close attention like this is what cliff does like no it really isn't he's absolutely balling out tonight and once again we have an example of someone who's playing better than kofi when it matters most which again is concerning and i, I feel like i'm just beating a dead horse yeah I'm sorry i hear you though annoying people but like i'm just gonna keep saying it more power to you if you think this isn't going to happen in three weeks against the team in the second round i'm, I'm not saying it will I'm just saying that I'm convinced it will until I see it not happen because I just, again, more power to you if you are seeing what I'm watching right now and not projecting this forward. That's all I have to say, honestly. You know, I, I think that's fair. And honestly, if this gets bad enough, Trevor, I think there's going to be a lot of Illini fans that all of a sudden think, well, what are my expect? They're going to re recalibrate and ask themselves, what are the expectations for March? Because I really feel like we're just heading in a direction that is so predictable. And it might have been the same case even when Illinois was playing pretty well. I think, Isaac, you made a good point about the schedule being so easy at the front end of it, which might have given us... You've got to be kidding wow. so this me. Wow. me in the face. Are you serious? There's a putback by Ron Harper Jr. They're just playing their asses off, and we are lethargic. So this is going to get out of hand. It ain't going to get better. This team isn't good enough to overcome a 17-point deficit on the road, and they clearly aren't that interested in it. Corbello, oh, okay, there was a stoppage on the court. So anyways, I'm not even going to do play-by-play because it doesn't matter. And guys, hey, this might be the shortest podcast we ever do because by the eight-minute mark, it might be a 25-point game and we might want to go watch, I, I might want to go watch Righteous Gemstones or something like that, which is far more entertaining. But I, I think the trouble, yeah, have you seen that show, Trevor? No, what is that? Uh, Righteous Gemstones is on HBO. It's this uh, from the guys that did Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals and it's about an evangelical Christian uh, church, like mega church sort of thing. And it's a comedy and it's extremely vulgar and extremely funny. And anywho, uh, I, I just look at this and start wondering, I mean, God dang, I, I got to be honest, Isaac, the Sunday game to me, I, I came downstairs, I did a podcast and was trying to not overreact because you were after all 11 and three in conference and you won the game. But there was something that felt so off about it that I was trying not to come right out and say it, but essentially I was like, I, I don't buy this anymore. And my worst fears are coming true tonight and it can change on Saturday and they can still win out after this. I know all that, that we've seen this team with Underwood have some of their worst basketball followed by some of their best. Oh my 
Another putback. We're just getting outplayed. Every single guy out there looks lost and stupid. And now Illinois is down 19. Guys, we aren't going to go very long tonight. Um, Isaac, I don't know if there was anything you wanted to add to that. I was My basic point being, now, like, worst case fears are starting to come forward. And over the last three years, it's just been periodic moments of, like, what are you guys doing? And now... I worry with the schedule setting up the way it does, we might see an extended stretch of basketball war. Like, what the hell are these guys doing? And I don't want to see the fall because I, I'm not having fun right now. This isn't fun. No, I mean, it's... Yeah, and, and I'm comparing back to, again, two years ago, and even that stretch last year where he just played poorly. It, it just, you knew something was off. It was like all these guys took some weird drug before the game and they're like playing 75% the speed and 50% the mental capacity that they played again against Wisconsin was not that long ago. Wisconsin two weeks. Beat Purdue at Purdue. Two weeks, Isaac. Yes. What? Two weeks to the day. Two weeks to the day. Yes. Two Two weeks weeks to the day. And like, I know basketball is a game of runs and teams can get hot and get cold, but Kyle, like this is not, the shooting slump and going being what like two for 16 or whatever right now from three like yeah that pisses me off but but coleman hawkins just not guarding ron harper and him making uh catch the air ball and put it back up like that's the word like in the offensive flow being non-existent that's the frustrating part like you're not even getting open shots right now like you look like you're telling me this team a few weeks ago scored 80 against Wisconsin. We almost could have put up a hundred points against Wisconsin. If he hit a couple more threes, like we can't make free throws. I'm pretty sure. So Kofi's only got that free throw line. Boss man just missed two. And I, it's just, it's just all a freaking joke. And I know it's frustrating and who knows they could win like the next few and be back, whatever, like back in the swing of things, but you just can't do like it's, Oh, I have, I just don't have words for it because no, again, like like we said, I just feel so stupid. And I said this after the Purdue game, and I was freaking just there's there's just no words for it. Like at least come out and play. Like if you come out to Rutgers and play, and they just make a bunch of threes and play their butts off because they're at home, fine. But if you come out and look like this, and you look like you never played basketball before, I mean. I don't know. And and you know what was such a huge success about Illinois? I know I'm ranting at this point right now, but you know why you were so scary and why people were picking you to finish well and be a top two or three seed in the tournament? Because Kofi was playing well and you were knocking down threes and everybody seemed lethal on offense. Everybody right now seems like they never take a shot in their life. Your offense is terrible. And I'll just end it there. But like it seems like a half, half of your offensive strategy now is just completely erased. They've lost their identity in, in a weird way. You know, the Northwestern game, they kind of had it still in the first half, and they were knocking down a lot of threes. And this is going to be Curbelo for a three. It is up and no good. And uh, push off on Rutgers. But, yeah, I think to that point. Oh, so you want to break out of a 20 to nothing run, it's a Curbelo <laughs> three from the corner that'll get her done. Guys, this was, correct me, a seven-point game at half, correct, or a nine-point? Seven-point? I think it it was nine, but you got you got it to seven with the ball. So That's you right. Could have made it like a four point game. That's right. And now it is a nineteen point game, and I I think in danger of getting worse. Now you might play them even Stephen the rest of the way, just because by the end of it, Rutgers will call the dogs off a little bit. But this is Kofi and a dunk, and it's a 15, 17, <laughs> 17, down to seventeen points, guys. 
And uh, real quick, let me hit up a sponsor, Fourth and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com. Go there now and get another lucky shirt. Because whatever you're wearing right now, it ain't working, myself included. I'm still in my running clothes, so I apologize for that. But I need to go to Fourth and Kirby and get a new lucky shirt because we need some new mojo to kind of get this thing right. And I know last year I had a lucky shirt for the stretch run, thanks to Fourth and Kirby. So go online, plenty of new swag in time for the stretch run of this basketball season. Okay, this is going to be Plummer to Trent Frazier in the corner. Illinois needs to score in a hurry. Hawkins down to Kofi. I mean, really the only hope of any interest in this game is somehow getting it within 10 with eight to go and Kofi missing a bunny, but Hawkins cleaning it up. So it's a 15 point lead and the bench is going crazy. Now, Trevor, I, I want to kick it to you in a second, but I mentioned on my last podcast and I've talked to you guys about it in the text thread a little bit. So I want to get your thoughts on this Trevor in just a second. I mentioned on Sunday and I knew it might sound bad that I, I know that when these guys leave, we're going to lose, we're going to lose more games. We aren't going to go 22 and and 10 next year or something in all likelihood. And that's going to suck. But then the other hand, I know that there is a a certain baggage that comes with all the familiar faces coming back and this feeling that you've got to win, you've got to win. And it has become kind of a drain. And it's no fault of these guys' own. They put in all the time and effort to make Illinois basketball respectable again. So that is something I'll always look back on. But Trevor, I'm feeling this weird added weight and I won't necessarily miss it when it's gone. This is starting to feel what a lot of Illini fans talked about in 89-90 with Kendall Gill and Bardo. Yeah, they were still good, but it was, okay, let's let's move on. There was something just deeply unsatisfying about it, and that's where I'm at right now. And that might be me sounding very ungrateful, Trevor, but before I ramble too long, I want to kick it to you. No, I mean, you're not wrong at all. I, I think, first of all, as you were talking, Kofi just lost the ball and yeah. let Mulcahy steal it away from him. Yes, of but course. That's nothing new at this point. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it's too easy and frankly wrong to just immediately default when something's going wrong to, well, let's just get rid of everybody. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, I, I, I know, and I know that's not what you're saying either. I just mean it's it's easy to be like, well, you know, let pods do it. Like, okay, fine. But you really think that that's going to like suddenly change everything for the better in the long term if we just let pods run the second half, even if it would be more effective to send a message to let that happen. Um, but no, I think you're right. And we've talked about this before, just sort of as off-season banter. I don't think the current roster construction is at all what Underwood would have envisioned. Like, like if you had told him the team would be based around a shack like center and you're surrounding him with three, th- three point shooters that aren't necessarily good on defense. I think he'd be like, what? Cause coming in here, you know, his whole thing was seven second offense and up tempo defense. And so the fact that it's basically the opposite of that right now is a, a huge credit to Underwood, which we've discussed before too, but B I don't think, I think very privately with a truth serum in him, I think Underwood would say that, in my opinion, he would say that while this is awesome, and of course you're never going to turn down a talent like Kofi, that he would he could potentially have more fun, I guess is the word, uh, or more stylistically. I, I don't know what I'm saying necessarily, but I just think that the recruits you have coming in, a Ty Rogers, guys like that, the players who are sticking around, like you could have a very different and yet equally effective and sometimes more engaged team, I think, next year. 
to your point. Yeah, again, I, I don't think they're going to win as many games and there's going to be a coming together part, but I, I also am not going to throw next year out the window and say, well, there's not a lot of experience coming back, so they're just going to suck. I, I don't believe that to be the case when you build classes like you have and you stack them on top of one another and you're starting to see the identity he wants to run. Now, when I say that, I feel like I'm not maybe having enough urgency of my own that you have a team right now that is good enough to do things, but for whatever reason, they sometimes can't get out of their own way. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting pissed off, Isaac, because I trained myself tonight to not get pissed off. But this is absolutely inexcusable. You are at the top of the Big Ten standings alone. Now, Rutgers actually has an outside chance of winning this thing. And if they, if they win out and some things shake out, well, I mean, talk about the most incredible Big Ten championship story I think I would have seen in my lifetime. But you're the front runners, and you're looking like this is John Gross era stuff. But I say that, and unfortunately, there are periodic moments like this in the Underwood era um, that I'm not going to pin on Underwood because it's year five, and I the the hole is much better than this. And there's a three for Trent. It's a twelve point game, and I would love for these guys to make me eat crow with a, a massive comeback. A seven nothing scoring run for Illinois brings it back within twelve. But it, this is just the, the first half. I mean, that's really it, Isaac. Is that? You're so bad and lethargic in the first half. You go down nine on the road to most teams, good luck. But you go down nine on the road to the hottest team in the Big Ten. It's almost like we could have seen this from a mile away. Why didn't they? And why didn't they match that intensity when you have a Big Ten title to play for? I don't understand that, and I never will. And Carpre, it, it would be unfair of us to like never expect a cold shooting performance or never. Oh my gosh, like. But 35 points in 30 minutes of basketball is pretty freaking bad. And like, like you said, so it's, it's, it's just the effort. It's all the other stuff. And you see that opportunity there. Like, yeah, Purdue's lost some games this year, lost a lot of games they shouldn't have. But you know what? They've won all the games they were like really close in and supposed to win. And I know they lost to Rutgers, lost Wisconsin, but you know what I'm saying? Like they whooped us and then they, they beat us at our place and, they found a way to beat Maryland the other night. And I know you found a way to win a lot of games too, but effort and has never been Purdue's problem, right? It yeah, it you just you're missing that leader right now, and you're missing free throw shooters too, apparently, Jesus as I just want to gag. Make I mean, a you're freaking three for free 18. throw. You're three for eighteen. And you're two for ten from the free throw line. Like you're gonna lose to the blind school girls in Florida with that shooting performance. You'd lose. Yeah. You'd lose to, to anyone tonight. Unfortunately, you're playing a red hot, get the rebound Coleman. <laughs> McCall Mulcahy three is good. Of course, just a bunch, Ooh. bunch of crap. Uh, Trevor, I need to pass it to you before I actually get a little frustrated. I was just going to chime in with what Isaac was saying and agree with it and add on that Coleman is terrible, you know, by the way. He's Purdue's awful. had some weird. Yeah, he is. He so is. Bad. He's lost. Um, you, 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 had, you mentioned the Purdue losses and how they're more, you know, understandable. They've also been one point to Rutgers on a half court buzzer beater. One point. You know what I mean? Like they haven't had the. It's. Well, I guess Michigan did run them, so I take that back. But they haven't had as many of the. It's 52 to 35, and they don't look engaged. Like, this is now, I mean, what, Cincinnati, right? That was 20 points, and it just absolutely spiraled. And don't tell me anything because you had every single player in that game. So don't tell me anything about whatever excuse you want to throw for that one. 
Maryland, which ballooned to an 18-point loss. This, which is looking like a bad loss. Like I would also argue that while other Big Ten teams have had the, the missteps, I don't think any of them have looked like, man, they're just getting absolutely run in multiple games. I, I think that's just it. And, and okay, this is Harper 3. It's up and good. So, And we can cut this thing early about maybe the four-minute media timeout, guys. But yeah, I, I think that's it. You know, I, I've been tempering my emotions because it's like, okay, you're 35 years old. It's, it's a game. And also all my concerts for the summer have been announced. So I'm really starting to really hone in on that because it's like I can see where this is going. And I think we all can, you know, at this point, if they can make it to the second weekend of the tournament, even if they don't win a big 10 title. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm, I'm really just looking for, you know, at least one thing a year that I can hang my hat on. So last year we had the big 10 tournament this year, they make a sweet 16 and don't win the big 10. Okay, fine. You know, I'll take that. But I, I just am so freaking tired. And this is not directly on this team, even though it would be an underachievement, but this is on Illinois basketball in my lifetime has been to the second weekend of the tournament five times in my life five times and I'd like to think we're a really good program but Isaac unfortunately all that really matters is what you do in March and the fact that I can count on those successes on one hand I'm a little tired of it and I'm a little tired of what I perceive to be missed opportunities and in a game like this a total lack of urgency when you could go out there and win a banner and it's just yeah whatever Whatever, you're down by 18 now, and it's probably going to be 20 or 21 after this possession for Rutgers. So, and, yeah. You know, Carp, you just made me think four or five years ago, you know the reason you didn't make the tournament with Malcolm Hill was because you went to Rutgers and lost to the worst team in the Big Ten. And now this could potentially be what keeps you from a Big Ten title. Jesus, get the um, rebound. So, you. again, this, this Rutgers team is better, but I'm sorry. this What are we doing at timeouts? Like, I... I don't give a crap. Like, I don't... You've played plenty of road games. Like, a lot of these guys have been here forever. Like, you've played at the Breslin. You've played at Mackey. You've played at Chrysler. And, like, you've won big games. You just won at Indiana, which is one of the hardest places to play. And I know multiple people have won here now. But, like, they just act like they've never played a road game before. And the defense is just absolutely abysmal. Everybody's biting on everything. This Good is... God. This, I, this is god-awful. I, I, I said to you guys in the text thread, real quick, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com, Life Auto Home Business Renters, you know, property, uh, renters insurance, put a hole in your drywall. I wouldn't recommend doing that for this team, but it, you might want to have insurance just in case. So State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com, brianismyguy.com. They're going nuts in Piscataway, some Joe Schmo. Um, just hit a three for Rutgers, and they seem to be very happy about it, probably because he has maybe hit none all year for all we know. So now we are a laughing stock. Trevor, we need to I'm, – I'm picking silly battles. Let me preface by saying that. The everyday guys thing never applied anyways. It never has. So can, can we please stop the everyday guys thing? It pissed me off two years ago when they lost by a bunch of Breslin, and the next day they're lifting everyday guys. No, you clearly aren't. It is a streaky program. Unfortunately, there's been better winning streaks than there have been losing streaks. They tend to rebound fairly well after bad losses. But uh, I'm watching this, and I think the 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 thing that is most concerning on a macro level, apart from that you're going to underachieve this year, is what if this is just part of the Underwood experience? Because I look at a guy like Mark Turgeon at Maryland, who overall had a fairly good level of success, but just winning 20 games a year and making tournaments 
eventually fan bases are going to get tired of it. I don't want to be sitting here in seven or eight years thinking, well, I don't know. I mean, it's not bad. It's often good, but it's never great. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't want to be in this nether region. I want them to basically shit or get off the pot. And instead I get things like this and I don't know. I don't even know what I'm watching. I don't know what the identity is. I don't know what this program is. I'm, I'm often a person that wants resolution and I never seem to get that from the Underwood experience. Yeah. And again, I'll go back to, you know, before we just roll into the narrative of man, well, that's the rack for you. Like again, Purdue 68 Rutgers, 70 two point game. Rutgers 75 Michigan, 70 five point game. Rutgers 48 Iowa, 46. Two-point game. Rutgers, 56. Ohio State, 64. Two-point game. I have no doubt Rutgers, 73. Wisconsin, 67. Seven, six-point game. I have no doubt that Rutgers can beat these good teams. But again, like I, I guess the Michigan State one was a blowout. But it, we, we, they aren't beating these teams by 25. They're beating them by three based on a late call or something. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that you are lumped into that group, I would caution anyone to just – say, well, that's another loss at the rack. Like this is worse than 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 any of these top twenty teams have played at the rack and Michigan State isn't top twenty anymore. So um I don't really know where I was going with that. I just felt like, you know, all these tough games Rutgers has against top teams, they're they're close games. They're not utter embarrassments, which is what this is. And I don't know. I mean after the I I, I have expended my my rage mode. And that was last <laughs> Tuesday and Sunday. Well, I, I feel like both Tuesday and Sunday, I was just screaming to the, who, anyone who would hear me that this team is in trouble. And so now I just feel like this is just um, visual validation of what I was screaming about. So I actually don't have to scream. So, so that's why yeah. I'm not. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? And, and Trevor, we mentioned this. Uh, was it, I think, the Purdue podcast? We mentioned how turnover. Why, why are we even calling play by play? Who cares? We're getting our asses kicked. But I mentioned the Loyola game looming large, and you might be saying, "Carp Jesus!" Like, why would you bring that up now? But, but really, that is that is that's the crux of it. That's it. It's the fact that you blew it. So this year was not going to be all gravy. If you didn't blow it last year, and there wasn't this notion that at any given time, even in your best years, an Underwood team could come out and play like total ass and look disinterested in the biggest game of their lives, then I wouldn't be in this sort of like pit in my stomach feeling that even when things are going good, they can royally screw things up. And that is where the... That that's where it feels like it's trending. And I, Isaac, I'll kick it to you now. What what was it? Just this foul call on Corbello, or the what was it? Well, like the fact that Corbello just threw the ball to nobody, and he does that. And I I didn't mean to cut you off. I no, you're good. I would have just like, ranted and raved like a like an idiot. I do think this team, and maybe it's not fair. Well, it is partially fair because a lot of these guys were on the team last year, but. These guys, unfortunately, have to deal with the pain of a lot of the Illini fans have from the Loyola loss, which we've talked about a lot. But I do feel like when you come to Illinois and you play like this and, you, again, drop the ball in the biggest game of the season, arguably, like, it's just an, it's like an Illinois problem, it feels like. Like, 
these guys just can't get away from themselves. And it, it's happened my whole life. And now it's on a bigger stage. And again, I think I said this against Purdue. Like now it hurts more. Like if we were bottom of the Big Ten losing right now, like whatever, I'll get over it. Like you're playing for a title and you play like this. Like you play like you're bottom of the half of the Big Ten. So it is the Loyola thing coming back to bite us. It's also like just the Illinois crap from the past 10 or 15 years. Like, again, five years ago, you would have made the tournament if you would have beat Rutgers at Rutgers and you choked and played terribly. And now this could, like, what if you lose the title by one game? You will. And, I mean... Well, I that's exactly it. I, I mean, will say, too, like... Go ahead, Isaac. Just going back to my point from earlier, like about how if the schedule is different, well, maybe you would already have five or six Big Ten losses. Like, um, uh, well, well, this is what I was going to say. Sorry. Um, my expectations for this season were like, you know, third or fourth in the Big Ten and, you know, four to seven seed, I guess, if I'm being super vague. So again, if I would go back and listen to myself, I'd sound like a hypocrite, but it's just the fact that how you've lost these games and just the amount of effort, just garbage play we've had to see. Um, and we're going to get the freaking tweets and the posts about how this team hasn't played that much together and how so-and-so missed so many practices. Don't and, care. Don't care. Uh, yeah, don't hey, care. by the way, we, this is not practice problems. We had an all-time tweet that was t- had you tagged in it, Trevor, from Big Death. <laughs> that uh, something along the lines I'm paraphrasing here that if Illinois loses tonight we'll find out that their plane crashed on the way to Piscataway hence explaining why they look so out of it and I, I that's another thing that when you're losing really starts to grate at me when you're winning and Underwood's a great press conference personality he's really good at it he's got personality in the way that we haven't had since a Bill Self and I he seems like a likable guy I'm glad he's our head coach so I want to get that out of the way but I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear that someone in practice um, had a, you know, I don't know, a raging case of athlete's foot. And then another guy had a stomach flu two days. I don't give a crap. Like, get over it. You this. I, I don't want to hear anything remotely resembling an excuse because tonight is, we could argue, in terms of Big Ten games in the last three years, is there a worse performance than what we're seeing right now? Considering the circumstances. I'm sure there is because we're being reactionary, but I mean, given the context, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back before I answer that um, definitively. But uh, yeah, I I think that it's another thing where I've sort of mentally battled with myself on it because I don't want to entirely throw away an excuse that is legitimate. But at the same time, I think that for a guy, and he kind of feeds into it, right? Like, I would argue half of Underwood's downfall is not the word, but you'll get what I'm saying here. Half of Underwood's problem with with the criticism that he takes from people is because he sets us up for the things that we are then disappointed by because he's always the one saying, you know, everyday guys, no excuses, just get in there and grind. And then he's the one that inevitably comes out with six excuses in hindsight every time. And And again, like, I don't doubt that Trent falling was not good. I don't doubt that Curbelo had a sprained ankle, but it doesn't add up to me. Like, Curbelo looked fine. He was falling out of bounds multiple times and was fine. <laughs> and so, like, what? Like, 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 how does the sprained ankle translate to dumb turnovers? It that doesn't. doesn't add up to me. How does, how does Trent's horrendous fall equal 
the entire team minus Kofi collapsing at Maryland. Like, like the excuse is the excuse. And I don't even want to call it an excuse because it's a fact, but it doesn't, it, it seems like such a, a hindsight throw in to somehow make me feel more empathy towards what's going on. And I just don't like that, especially from a guy who like, you know, like he said many times is, is the opposite of that attitude wise. He's the no excuses, put your nose to the grindstone, shut up and do the work kind of guy. So like, I just, it doesn't add up to me sometimes. And it does get frustrating when it's being obviously coupled with bad losses like this. So, yeah. One more sponsor to hit, and that, of course, would be Rector Construction online at RECTORConstruction.com for all your home exterior projects. And, yes, the weather is going to be crappy again tomorrow, but spring is upon us. It was 55 degrees today, so it's time to start planning your next exterior project at home by going to RECTORConstruction.com and getting a free estimate today. That is RECTORConstruction.com. All right, guys, I think the way this is going, we'll end the four-minute media timeout because it's just, what's the damned point? We can figure out some sort of title uh, via the text thread. So we'll kind of kick it for final thoughts here. What's that? The damn point. (laughs) There you go. No, I'm kidding. That's not not a good title. Uh, Isaac... I you're going to Michigan State for the game Saturday, and you know Karen and I were contemplating it, but but she's actually going to Michigan the following weekend to see her family for a bit. So it would have just been overkill to do two weekends in a row. And I'm I'm frankly glad that I didn't invest in a ticket. I I also kind of have a unwritten rule now that I need to stop traveling for Illinois athletic events because it never goes well when I do. But Godspeed. I hope it goes well for you. But I. You know, honestly speaking, while you're excited to see some friends and stuff up there, this takes like I'll tell you where I'm at for the game Saturday. I'm gonna have it on. I'll podcast. Whatever. Thank God it's early, so I don't gotta wait for that crap. And you know, we play really well at eleven AM games um on Saturdays. So that's also good. But yeah, it definitely takes a lot of wind out of the sails just because you you found out again you're capable of this. This is the worst by far you've looked since Cincinnati. That was November, right? Like, worst you've looked in a few months. And I didn't honestly think we were capable of this. Like, if you would have told me Rutgers was going to beat us by 15 or 17, but they shot like 12 or 18 from three or something like that. But I really didn't think we were capable of playing this bad, especially, again, Wisconsin was two weeks ago. And now I'm the dummy that gets to go all the way up there and watch them. I, I have no idea how that game is going to go. Both teams are really dumb. It could be like 25. <laughs> they are really 20, dumb. could be 25, 26 or something like that. But I was looking forward to going up there and, you know, strut my stuff, wearing my orange. But if you play like this, I don't know. But, hey, at least us in Michigan State can shake our hands that we both got our butts kicked um, against Rutgers at the rack. That's true. But, that yeah, is true. This is, this is tough tough pill to swallow and I think for me just the most concerning thing besides effort rebounding is unfortunately you are capable of this and thinking back the past couple of years yeah you lost a few games in those big stretches but dang you never lost like this on those stretches some titles write themselves here Jay Carp and D Kurtz pissed that away it's got to be pissed that away first time that we've ever used something remotely profane in a title but it's PG-13 so we can get away with it 
Uh, Trevor, I'm going to kick it to you in a second. And uh, yeah, you, you mentioned the two dumb teams thing. I mean, at least Michigan State has the built-in excuse for being young. There's no excuse for Illinois to be this just moronic for extended periods of time like they are. And of course, it's an 11-2 scoring run. Maybe don't get down 20-plus points on the road. Maybe don't do that when there's a Big Ten title on the line, but that's just me talking. Anywho, Trevor, and a block from Coleman Hunt. Like, okay, now we see signs of life. Thanks, guys. Way to, way to liven up late in the game when it doesn't matter. Like, I just, this is such crap. Great, a three, now it's an 11-point game. Oh, yeah, let's get pumped and Are lose by kidding? six. No, and, and you know what? It's just going to take time out of my night. This is just taking time out of my night when, frankly, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. Trevor, why why is this comeback infuriating me like it is? Just, you know, stop. Okay, at this point, Grandison has so that I'm sitting here going, well, shoot, just start RJ next time. Like, I'm not even Might kidding. as well. You like, might as well. This little, he's fueled this little run, and at this point, what does it matter, really? Not, not that it doesn't matter, but, you know. To me, it's just like, well, you got to figure out something to, to change it up. And and he's been really good again. He's shooting 72% from three, and he's taken more than 10. So I feel like that's at least somewhat notable um, that he's had some really good flashes. But yeah, um, I don't. And that's me ranting, of course. You know, Isaac. No, I mean, Isaac was, you know, he mentions like Illinois and Michigan State, they both got run at the rack. And suddenly I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm not trying to just use the. Um, what's the the what do you call it when you use one person's record against someone and then you say the transitive property and beat the other? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not trying to just transitive property it, but you 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 could argue just from transitive property and results that it feels like Illinois, and Michigan State are even because that game came down to 0.2 seconds left to end in a in a one point win for Illinois. They both got run at the rack. They both got run at um, Purdue. It, it feels like those two teams, at least results-wise, have had very similar results against the different echelons of the Big Ten. So then that has me going, well, that's unfortunate because Michigan State's 9-5 and five and will probably finish fifth. So if you've played most similarly to them, <laughs> that's not great. Um, but, <laughs> but again, that, that's, you, can't, you can't solely use that. I just suddenly was going, wait a minute. Both of these teams have similar resumes. When they played each other, it was a one-point game. Like, oh, man, Illinois is at the Michigan State tier because that's definitely tier 2B. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how much credence that there's being lended to that, but it just was a thought that popped up in my head. And I don't know. I mean, it doesn't – frankly, this doesn't really change the way I feel about Saturday much because I'm so down on Michigan State right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no. Looks like Andy Katz has drawn a – picture of him on a bus uh yes, that's, that's really funny. cool uh, this is actually the this is actually the most frustrated i've been all night uh, <laughs> looking at that so i'll kick it back to you thank you yes uh, rafael davis and andy katz what chemistry actually rafael davis is doing everything he can andy katz is really just a shill for the big 10 conference isaac you know you know what's insane too about this half and i know rutgers has pretty much given up uh, the past few minutes because they're up so much. Rutgers is only outscoring you by two this half somehow. And again, I know that stat kind of comes with an asterisk, but also if this doesn't prove how terribly you're shooting, Rutgers has 12 turnovers. We only have eight turnovers. That's the least amount of turnovers we've had in a long, long time. 
and we're down 11. Like, and it should be like 20. So, I mean, I don't know how you can possibly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know why I get mad. Like, I don't know why I'm even somewhat invested, but like. By the way, Ron Harper just, just went 90 worst, feet to dunk it. That was the worst press I've ever seen. Oh, oh my God. I, I don't think a single person. <laughs> touched him on that entire trip like like i think every single defender just made a business decision to not do anything like watch oh kofi my. on the replay he literally just backs up and lets him dunk i'm watching <laughs> kofi here he's he's got to watch out for omiyuri yeah he just oh my god pathetic as sean Soli says on the text thread jesus i mean sometimes that word is just the word jesus Okay, this is three minutes to go. I, I think the Arizona 05 comeback is probably not in the cards tonight because that, that comeback included defense, but this one does not. I'm going to hit the sponsors real quick, guys, and then hopefully by the time I'm done with that, this game is just kind of pretty much over and on ice. I think it is anyways, but before I get too facetious and sarcastic and cynical, DPDO, I'm on a DPDO.com. Coupon, well, sorry, we used to have a coupon code. Don't know if we still do, but I, the prices are so good that you don't really need one anyways at DPDO.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. And hey, if you got a delivery coming the next two days with the bad weather, please tip your delivery driver well. That is DPDO.com. Hey, a three-pointer for Trent is a 10-point game with 250 to go. Let's see if Ron Harper, oh, RJ Melendez. Unbelievable, this kid. And Coleman Hawkins kind of falls over on the putback. Anywho, Rector Construction. Leave it up to Coleman. Make everything terrible. Jesus. Rector Construction online at RECTORConstruction.com for all your home exterior projects as the weather warms up. It's time to get that home project lined up with the guys from RectorConstruction.com. Fourth and Kirby online at FourthandKirby.com for all your vintage inspired Lawn Eye apparel. Please go get your lucky new lucky shirt now. Time is a wasting. We we need some new mojo and Fourth and Kirby shirts can help. I can attest to this. FourthandKirby.com. And finally, we have State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it, Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Okay, Ron Harper Jr. is walking off with an injury, and it looks like I can't really tell what happened here. RJ Melendez, it's a shame that that wasn't a bucket to get it within eight, because then it's like, oh, okay, and Coleman goes up for the putback, and he just sort of, you know, does what Coleman does often. He tried, you know, he's, he's trying, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know guys. I, I guess we'll just stay on until the end of this game. How are you guys doing? What do you have for dinner? I don't have an yet. Hmm. Isaac, anything good? <laughs> I made meatloaf, but I didn't really eat any. And you know what else is kind of funny? So try to picture this. I'm, I'm up in my room and I just bought a new TV because we're moving into a condo. So the TV is like 75 inches. My wall is like 80 inches and I can't even see. <laughs> I literally can't even like see the game. I have to focus my eyes on the middle of the screen because I wasn't planning on doing this, but I didn't want to watch it on my laptop. So I was like, well, we're down 20. I might as well just watch it on this big screen. Um, so it, this night just... Couldn't get much worse. Yeah, it's pretty pretty stupid, all things considered. 225 to go. Hey, stop and score, guys. Stop and score. Hmm. Let's see here. 10 seconds on the shot clock for Rutgers. 220 to go. And this is Geo Baker taking it, and Coleman gets the foul call. And, oh, he's not going to like that. Let's watch the replay. 
Coleman is not liking that at all. Let's see. Okay, the take by Geo Baker. Well, yeah, that is a foul. I mean, he has left hand in his chest, and I don't know. I mean, I've seen worse fouls, but I, I don't know. I think that was a foul. I mean, yeah, he got all ball. You're right, Bo, but he got all ball with his right hand. I just think that that was probably called at the hand. Now, how much actual force is being exerted by his left hand? I don't know. Geo Baker only has four points tonight. So this is what's remarkable, Trevor, is that in the first meeting, Geo Baker didn't play. He's basically been a non-factor tonight. So the same Rutgers team, essentially, that you beat by 35 is, I mean, I know it's only a 10-point game now, but they've essentially run you out of the gym. So it's just amazing the difference that two months can make. And also, it's it's the old adage that it's not who you play, but when you play them, I just didn't expect something like this. Now, he misses both free throws. I guess if you get a three here, it gets kind of interesting. Trent is taking it, and he just throws it away. Whatever. Your guards have sucked tonight. And that'll do it. I know Coleman hasn't been great either, but, I mean, it's just so – again, I'll use the word disheartening to see – I mean, Trent has played awful. There's no other Terrible. way. Terrible. No you know, it's just like, I don't understand how the fifth-year guy, like, why is this? I don't get it. I just don't get it. And it, it, again, the word I'll use is disheartening because it's just like, I, I'm not going to, you know, chew out. Jesus, RJ like, is. You're younger than me. but If RJ isn't starting, and I, this is so reactionary, and I understand that, but Grandison stinks right now. RJ doesn't. He's an impact yeah. player. Start him. Send a message that we aren't going to take this lethargic crap at the four spot. You can't, especially against Michigan State, where they actually have the size that will bother you. I know that there's been a lot more that went into this game, but you are down nine, so you've tied it in the second half. You're five for 21 from three, and you're nine for 16 from the line. So it just, uh, it's a lot. Oh my gosh, I don't think that's a foul, but I don't even know why I'm still caring about this game. I just thought, I, I just yeah, thought I'd throw we... that out there. That the, the stats are just kind of crazy that mm-hmm. you could shoot that bad and miss a bunch of free throws. I don't know. Screw this game, whatever. Oh, guys, I'd say it was fun tonight, but I, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy having your company, but what a boring, stupid... I mean, it, was, it wasn't even fun bad. It was aggravatingly bad. I don't know if there is such a thing as fun bad. I guess you would need less on the line for it to ever be fun and bad. This is from Pick Apart 121. You should stream Minesweeper on Saturday in protest. That's not a bad idea. Uh, let's see. Yeah, more minutes for RJ. And I mean, that sounds like just such a very kind of fan thing to say, well, this guy's playing hot right now, so play him more. But I'm sorry. it's It goes beyond just the fact RJ's playing better. It's the fact that he's actually playing with some balls. And it was something this team is really lacking in five of the last six halves. And too little, too late. Nice, valiant comeback to make it a semi-respectable 11-point loss or whatever it is, but it's just unacceptable. And it really just takes a lot of wind out of the sails. And Saturday, thank God it's early so we can just get it out of the freaking way and move on with our lives. And and you're right, Trevor, they might still win because I think it's just one of those matchups and basketball's a weird game, but uh, just a, a really stupid thing tonight. RJ continues to just do awesome things. A take right there. Just like on Sunday, the lone bright spot, and looks like he is again tonight. It's just actually disheartening when, like, even the 1% of you that's like, well, hold on now, seven-point game with three minutes to go, and then it's like Trent, of all people, that immediately throws it away. the remaining yes. 1% of you. Like, like it just... <sighs> 
I, I don't know. I just, it doesn't compute for me in my head. And again, like, I don't want to turn into someone who's, you know, like actively disliking someone who's, who's given as much as he has. And it was clearly someone who cares, but it just looks like the vets don't care. And, and that to me is just like, man, that's just like a whole level of, of again, disheartening that I didn't think I was going to have to deal with. Well, guys, we'll uh, wrap this thing up. So Isaac, have a safe travels up to Michigan, and hopefully they can somehow get off the schneid. I would call this a mini schneid because Northwestern certainly didn't feel like a win, even though it goes and all that matters is they got the win, but it didn't feel like it. So in a weird way, it feels like they're on a losing streak right now. So maybe they can get off the schneid on Sunday as Coleman Hawkins can't secure the rebound. A three-on-one rebound. So on that note, Isaac, have as much fun as you possibly can. It is a cool campus, I'll say that. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. And Isaac, or Trevor, um, best of luck with all the flooding that is probably going to happen in the next 24 hours. Uh, we'll, we'll see how our basement does here, too. But, guys, thanks for joining us as Illinois. Oh, wow, out-rebounded 44-27. to 27. Okay. Guys, take care and uh, go watch something funny. They will be alone in first place because right now you're tied with them. So That's you correct. Will no longer... Feels like even though the games haven't been great, you've still somehow managed to hang on to sole or tied possession of first. But that is, you will no longer be in first place after uh, tonight's results. And frankly, you shouldn't be. So, nope, you shouldn't be. I don't think any Illinois fan will say, "Ah, oh, man, that's just not really reflective of where this team's at." No, they they are not a first place team right now. And if they happen to win out and get a share of the title, it would have been well earned. So there's still at least there's still a lot to play for, but. If it's anything like tonight, it's it does not bode well for the next five games. Guys, take care, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Ooh. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Just a really monumentally bad game. Uh, and, you know, Twitch stream, I won't keep you long. My biggest fear coming into the season is we would get through this three-year stretch and not really have much tangibly to show for it. And I'm afraid that's exactly where this thing is headed, where after this three-year run – you will have had a Big Ten tournament title. And I know that we should have got the regular season title, but we don't have the banner. We don't have the ring. So we can't really claim it apart from bragging rights or whatever. But, you know, we had every opportunity this year to do something special, and we still do. But the way that things have turned in the last week and a half, I don't feel good. I don't. I know none of us feel good about it. And even the most optimistic Illini fan would say, well, what the hell is going on right now? So... While things can change, disheartening doesn't really cover half of it. It's it's just it's beyond that because it's you know, yeah, you say Big Tota, sick to my stomach. Now, if I had come into this game with more emotions involved, I actually thought Illinois with no logic, I thought, you know, I, they'll win tonight. Vegas likes them. There there's something here that just it'd be too easy to pick Rutgers, but it'd be too easy to pick Rutgers because we should have seen this a mile away. And I think Big Tota, that's why you say you're sick to your stomach, and I probably should be too. If I was more emotionally invested in this team right now, I have forcibly said after the, the Northwestern game, when it got within one point, I sat back in my seat and I didn't say another word the entire damn game. If that's what they were going to put forth on the court, why would I put anything forth as a fan? Not that it matters anyways, but and that's where I'm at right now. And I hate that because I know how good it feels when they win like Wisconsin. That's the kind of win that you bask in the glow of for a few days. This is the kind of thing where you just forget about them until the next game. And winters are so much more fun when they give you something to look forward to. Now, hey, listen, the last 10 years, this is still a really damn good Illinois basketball season. 
But, you know, to your point, Sean Soli, you say time for some fresh faces. I mentioned that on the Sunday podcast, and I'm going to reiterate that today. There is a fatigue that has kind of settled in with me with some of these guys. And while I appreciate the fact that they put Illinois back on this level, and that is something that will always be a part of their legacy, and we'll always, as fans, appreciate that, there's another part of it where we're likely going to be looking back on these three years, and I'm not going to look at it the same way as I did the early 2000s or 98 when they won a surprise Big Ten title. These teams ultimately may not have a lot to show for it, and I hate that because there's no guarantee that you're going to be in positions like that that often. So you need to take advantage of it. That's why the Maryland game, why I was so pissed off that Friday night. For anyone that tuned in, they they had not seen me that animated because it felt like you guys are blowing a golden opportunity. Up seven in the second half, 59 to 52, you lose by 16. The Purdue game, you're up by one at half. You lose by 17, 18 points, whatever it was. And I don't care that Purdue was making every shot. Do something. It's like, you know, you're poking a a dead horse. Hello? please wake up, do something. And they didn't tonight. They did in the last four minutes. Bravo guys. You still lost by 11. And while this seems like a lot of animosity coming from someone that hasn't been putting in all this time and energy, like these guys are into the the program. I mean, it's not even close. I'm a fan and it's pretty stupid when you think about it, that I'm rooting for guys I've never met just because they're wearing a name on their Jersey, but that's what fandom is. But it is immensely frustrating to feel like, damn it, we're going to wake up on April 1st and think, okay, What was this? And I don't want that. But unfortunately, that's where it's trending right now. So I'm going to offer some advice. And if you don't want advice, please don't take it. Say, Carp, get get off your soapbox. But if you want any, here's the advice. Prepare yourselves for this finish. Third place or fourth place in the Big Ten. A game or two out. Because I think they go three and three in their last six. Okay? That would get you to a 14-6 and six record, which earlier on this season I thought might have got you a share of the t- uh, title, but I don't think so. Not the way Purdue is playing. Maryland game notwithstanding. So 14-6 and six gets you third or fourth in the Big Ten. You still get the double bye. That's pretty good. You still get like a five or six seed in the NCAA tournament. That's pretty good. And you lose in the second round because this team has not shown any reliability when it comes down to it. And that's just what I'm setting myself up for. And, you know, Tacklin, he said, you know, they need to split this week and they can still win on Saturday, but this puts a whole lot of pressure on that. And I think Lackland to that point, what puts even more pressure on that is how do you, it's one thing to bounce back from a loss. If you lose to Rutgers tonight and it's a hard fought game and it was actually a good game, which it should have been a good game. We were robbed of a good game tonight because we decided not to show up. This should have been a great game from the start that even if Illinois won, it would have taken every bit of their energy. We knew that. Why didn't they? Why didn't they know that? All the 22 and 23-year-olds on this team, and they look like a John Gross team. I would not have been able to tell the difference between something from like 2014 and what we just saw with a bunch of 22 and 23-year-olds. What the hell was that? I said I wouldn't get angry tonight. Who am I kidding? It's not good enough. They know it is, but the question is, what the hell are they going to do about it? So we'll find out Saturday, and I don't mind the quick turnaround because at least that gives you an opportunity to get right back out there. But if you look lethargic and lay an egg against Michigan State, and we will know it when we see it, we will know it when we see it, then it is time to go to DEFCON 2. Maybe not DEFCON 1, but DEFCON 2, because that would be a trend. Four games in a row where from the second half of Purdue through Saturday, if you don't show up Saturday, where you aren't looking good. And it doesn't get easier from there. So 
A lot of basketball left. If you win out, you're guaranteed at least a share, and that can still happen. But right now, it doesn't feel good, and there should be major causes for concern. I'm going to go hang out with the wife and the pup and watch something completely non-basketball related. Watch Purdue lose tonight or something. I I don't even know. Uh, They probably won't, but that thought crossed my mind earlier. I hope you guys all have a great few days here. Stay safe with the winter weather coming back in, but it will be warm next week. And I got President's Day off Monday, and it's going to be like 50-some degrees. So, okay, we're getting there. We are getting there. But thank you guys for tuning in and, and letting me just get the catharsis going a little bit. And I really do appreciate the Twitch thread and all you guys on the chat thread and trying to interact with you guys more. And I, I think I got the setup down here where I can do that more. So thank you guys for all tuning in. And thank you for listening. Got to thank, of course, DP Doe, Fourth and Kirby, Rector Construction, and State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, Alana Inquirer, and the Champion Showers Podcast Network. And we will see you Saturday bright and early. We'll be back here at noon on Saturday for the second half of, basically, if we're even going to talk about Big Ten title, a must-win game absolute must win at Michigan State it could happen that's the funny thing about basketball in the meantime I'm going to do non-basketball things and I'll see you in a couple days it is the 200 level 